welcome to today's Create the Courage to be Fearless podcast. And I want to thank you for joining me. My name is Anita Matu and I am a mindset coach and a mentor. Every Tuesday, I'll be releasing a new podcast episode, which will either be a conversation with a courageous guest, a solo episode with me, or a masterclass full of insightful nuggets and wisdom. Each episode is designed to inspire you and help you discover and connect with that place of courage within you. So whether you're a first-time listener or you are one of my regular subscribers, I want to thank you for taking the time to join me. Now let's get started with this week's episode. As humans, we're part of nature. And when we look to nature, we see natural growth. We see natural unfoldment. Today's masterclass is on following your inner guidance. Our guest today is my dear friend, Joe Bernard. Following a 15-year career in marketing, Joe left her corporate world in 2008 to follow her inspiration to support others with their healing. She is trained in various modalities, including Reiki, massage, mindfulness, live coaching, and a funeral celebrancy. She also uses abstract art as a means of self-discovery, expression, and growth. Jo draws on all her experiences to support others as they move through their fears and discomfort, encouraging her clients to find healthier ways of thinking, being and living. Welcome, Jo. Thank you so much, Anita. That was a lovely, warm introduction. Thank you. You're welcome. So for the listeners that are listening and don't know what is Inner guidance. Can you please explain that? Our inner guidance is the voice within that wants to take us through life following the easiest, most fulfilling path. But I'd like to put it into context. As humans, we're part of nature. And when we look to nature, we see natural growth. We see natural unfoldment and providing the conditions are right we see the potential and greatness realized and I believe that we're no different I believe that we're each born with the potential for greatness and a big part of us is aware of this So if you think about us as mind, body and spirit, the spirit part of us knows that we're meant for greatness. Mm. And yet as soon as we're born, pretty much, we're told and we're shown a whole heap of stories that interfere with our natural unfoldment. And... Our spirit gets crushed, really. It gets drowned out by all of these stories. And most of these stories are fear-based. 
And there is a, there is a point to these fear-based stories. It is to keep us safe. It is, you know, these stories are, um, the purpose of them is to keep us safe and not be rejected from society. So you must behave like this or you'll be rejected. You must say this and not say this. You must do this and not do this. You must fit into this box and not come outside of the box. If you want to be liked, accepted, if you want to be, if you want to fit. Mm. We do need a certain degree of, of fear to keep us safe, but we also need to acknowledge that we are bigger than that box that we're all trying to fit into. And the spirit part of us knows that we're bigger. You know, we need our minds for sure, but we also need that certain level of fear if we're going to survive. We also need to be in touch with our spirit in order to be inspired and and really turned on by life, because that's why we're here. Mm. We need to remember and embrace all of who we are. We're not just mind and body. That's fabulous. So how did you start your journey on inner guidance? I think really getting back in touch with myself came as a result of breaking the old ways down. Mm. And so often that breakthrough and understanding comes as a result of breakdown. So I was very open and connected as a child. I was pretty confident, fairly confident as a, as a young child. And I remember that confidence completely going when I was at school. So when I started school, I was very confident. I used to read to the class when I was four or five years old. I was very, uh, very um, happy to share what I knew. That's part of my purpose. You know, that's, that's very much what I do now. Um, and that got crushed along the way. And I think when you're five and you're reading to the class, that's cute. But when you're seven or eight, it starts to be, uh, you think you're better than someone else or you're a show off. Don't show off. Sit quietly. I've never been a show off. I've never considered myself better or worse than anyone else. Um, but I think that confidence just got crushed along the way. So that was part of me losing my spirit, I suppose. But I did also have a connection with a higher power, with God, if you want to call it God. So mum's a Christian. My dad was atheist. Um, and I used to go to church, not every week, but I used to go to church with mum sometimes. And I used to feel a sense of connection when I was there. So I loved I loved talking about love and goodness and I loved everyone singing together and the sound that that created. Mm -hmm. There was a sense of union and connection that I really loved. And, and I did pray. I felt connected. And I think when I was about 11 or 12, I chose to be confirmed. Okay. So I was confirmed 
And probably a couple of years later, I remember being in church and the vicar talking in a very fear-based way. And it just did not resonate with me. It said, he said something along the lines of, if you don't believe in God, you'll go to hell. And I can't remember the exact words. It was part of his sermon and something in me completely shut down. And I turned my back on the church, on God, because to me, you know, my dad was a good man. But he didn't believe in God. So he's going to go to hell now, is he? You know, and that, that just didn't mm -hmm. fit for me. So my, I suppose my confidence as a young child broke down. And then my faith in God broke down. And I went on to live a very um, typical linear life. And actually, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed my career in marketing. I enjoyed, um, you know, holidays, saving for having lovely cars and buying a home and, and got married. And I was very happy. And I thought the pinnacle, really, I thought my purpose at that time was to have children. And for a couple of years, we thought maybe we couldn't have children okay. and something. Oh, I felt devastated by that idea. Mm. But we, we went on and we did have children, two sons. They're now 20 or 19, nearly 20 and 16, nearly 17. Lovely. Two lovely sons. Yeah. And when my first son was born, I absolutely adored him and I still adore him. <laughs> and that love is huge. Mm. But soon after I'd had him, I realized that wasn't my purpose. That was part of my journey, a really important part of my journey. I mean, having children teaches us so much about ourselves, for sure. Absolutely. As you know, yeah, they teach us more than we can ever teach them. Absolutely. So I'm truly grateful um, to have my family. Um, but I knew there was something that needed to come out of me, something else that needed to come from me. I searched for a while outside of me and it wasn't outside of me. So I think that was kind of a, a breakdown point of a breakdown of really of identity or um, if I take off these hats that I'm wearing, if I take off the wife hat, the mum hat, the daughter hat, the sister hat, who am I and what am I here for? And I soon discovered or reconnected really with that spirit part of me through Reiki Okay. was my introduction back to self really a big part of reiki is meditation and meditation involves you know whereas prayer is about asking for something usually meditation really is about listening to the answer yes really that brings me on to probably the first point of finding 
our inner guidance in the first place is to come back to ourselves. And that takes stillness. Mm. It takes a certain level of stillness. And yet when you're on the hamster wheel of life with 101 jobs that need doing, and that's never ending, really it has to be a conscious choice to make time for that stillness to really get still enough to listen and understand what's going on within us. And once we get still enough and we can begin to witness what's going on within us, we become the observer. So rather than just being uh, wrapped up in what we're doing, we begin to kind of step back and observe what we're doing more consciously. Yeah, it's, it's always about coming, always about coming within, about, yeah. you know, you're never going to find anything outside of you. And once you can realise that and listen, like you said, that's the wisdom and nuggets there. Definitely. So number one in the masterclass... <laughs> I would say, is to come back to yourself, mm -hmm. to get still enough to listen and understand and witness mm -hmm. what's actually going on within you. Number two is to identify the voice of fear and the voice of love. Now, one tends to be very loud and dominant, and non-stop <laughs> and guess which one that is it's the voice of fear because all the time we're doing something the voice of fear is trying to keep us safe mm. so that and there is a point to that we do need to be safe but actually not to the degree that our mind would have us believe the voice of fear wants to compare us wants us to compare ourselves with others mm. um, it constantly wants to tell us that we could do better so that we can be liked more we can be accepted more that maybe we don't look quite right or we don't behave correctly and it's it's constantly criticizing us um, one thing I've learned along the way is that I think it's natural to want to drown out this voice of fear and shut it down. But what I found is that the voice of fear does have its purpose. There is a reason for it. And really what we need to do is soothe it. So if we can see the voice of fear as not the enemy, as, you know, maybe sometimes it shows up as the voice of our parents or the voice of a teacher or the voice of a young part of us that was really hurt and rejected. Mm -hmm. Really the only thing we can't, we can't heal fear with fear. We can only heal it with love. So if we can witness that, Oh, this, this fear is coming up in me, but actually what would love say to that? And again, we have to be really still in order to get that kind of clarity in order to listen so this voice of fear tends to be very loud and dominant. And then the voice of love, or what I would call our inner guidance, mm -hmm. is very wise. 
and it tends to be more solid, stable, present, ever-present, grounded, dependable. First of all, we come back to ourselves. Secondly, we identify the voice of fear and the voice of love and how they show up in us. Mm. And then we really fine-tune that. Notice how we feel when we follow each one. So if we can witness ourselves following the voice of fear, how does that make us feel? How does that show up in our bodies? You know, we start Mm. to become exhausted. We feel out of whack. We feel uh, angry or frustrated or stuck, worried. We can get lots of headaches and stomach aches and can't sleep. Mm. Because we're not actually following the loving, wise part within us that actually knows what's best for us. We're following the voice of love, our inner wisdom, our inner guidance. We feel confident and not in a show-off way. We just feel confident. We feel calm. We feel grounded. We feel self-assured even though we can't see what's ahead we still have this calm confident feeling Mm -hmm. that it's okay now for me that voice shows up probably around my abdomen area if I was to feel into it physically it's it's a gut feel but it's very calm And it says, it's okay, you've got this. And it's so sure. So it's really important that I can hear that Mm. and that we can hear that. So number three, notice how you feel when you follow each voice. And you can also look at how you're feeling now. Do you feel out of whack? Do you feel confused and anxious and worried and frustrated and stuck if you do it's because your spirit knows you're meant to be taking a different path interesting that definitely so then we move on to possibly the the final or number four in the master class which is to be willing to take inspired action when you feel inspired That is because you are in spirit. You are connected with that spirit part of you that wants you to do something exciting and new. And what if I try this? I feel really drawn to that. So when that inspiration strikes, we need to be willing to take action, inspired action. Mm. Because that's when we feel aligned. That's when we feel in flow. Because at that point, when we are taking inspired action, we're co-creating with the universe. We are unfolding as we're meant to. We are becoming. We are becoming our potential realised. Uh, that's very important 
to summarise again, follow that inner guidance. We need to come home to ourselves. We need to really understand what's going on. We need to identify the voice of fear and the voice of love. We need to notice how we feel when we follow each of those. And we also need to be willing to take action when that inspiration comes, when that, when that wisdom lines up with that feeling of excitement. We need to be willing and courageous enough to act on that. That's fantastic. For anybody that wants to actually go ahead and use those tools straight away, then definitely can and get inner guidance for themselves. Where can the listeners find you online? What's your website, Joe? My website is theevolutionofyou.co.uk and I have, um, I really spend probably, a, well, a lot of time on Facebook. That's my main okay. channel of communication and sharing is Facebook. So you can find me there, Joe Barnard. I'm also on Instagram as Joe Barnard Art. So you can find me there too. But yeah, feel free to message me through Facebook um, or email me through my website if you want to get in touch. Yes, and all your contact details will be in the show notes, so anybody can do that as well. Thank you for sharing your insightful wisdom and knowledge with us today, Joe Bernard. You're very welcome. Thank you. And a couple of last questions from me, because we are all about courage, create the courage to be fearless. What is one of the most courageous things that you've done? I'm sure there's many. What is one of them? I think the thing that springs to mind first and foremost is the having the courage to take my son, my youngest son, out of school and homeschool him. Wow. When everyone else kind of thought it was a bit of a mad idea or even if they didn't think it was a mad idea, they worried. But that inner voice told me, you've got this. And it was so strong. Mm. I followed that. And it was the best thing. Wow. Yeah. See, again, coming from inside. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And my final question is, what is your definition of courage? My definition of courage. I think it's really moving through the discomfort and fear towards your goal or towards what you want to do. Fearlessness is a, I guess, a strange word in a way, because I don't think we're ever without fear. Mm -hmm. If we're embarking on anything new, fear is going to come up in some way and that makes us uncomfortable. But really the courage is the moving through that fear into the greatness. So following that inspiration takes huge courage.
Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Create the Courage to be Fearless with Anita Matu. I'd love you to let me know what your thoughts of today's episode and what your key takeaways are. So do leave a comment below. It's all about sharing. So if you have enjoyed the content, give me a like and share it far and wide. Post it over on Instagram stories and tag the link wherever you are listening to this episode. Post it on social media. Share it with your friends. And don't forget to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. This really helps the show reach more people and together we impact more lives. Thank you and until next time, goodbye for now.